Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. This edition features some incredible music from six continents, no less. Couldn't manage to grab any decent sounds from Antarctica this time. Unfortunately, the soundtrack to the film Happy Feet doesn't officially qualify. Now let's begin, like many a musical odyssey, in North America. This is what North America sounds like, yeah? Switching hemispheres to Australasia now. From up above to down under or something. God, we got six continents to get through. I'll try and avoid making cheesy hackneyed remarks about every single one. Let's knock that on the head right now.
Deepak Manak has been in touch to express his um, appreciation, I suppose. Frank, he writes, This is the show I've been waiting for all my long life. Your sublime selection of eclectic music, your laid-back presentation style, combined with your unique commitment to engaging with your listeners, is the perfect combination. I salute you. Shut up, Deepak. As far as I'm concerned, you completely missed the point about everything I'm trying to achieve here. You promised to leave me a five-star review online. Please don't do that. As a matter of fact, if I was allowed to put a request in with your internet provider to somehow prevent you from downloading future episodes, trust me, I would exercise that right. Alistair Tracy's been in touch again. He's the one who made that... uh, brother from another mother comment he says just to clarify I wasn't suggesting the two of us are biologically related I feel a strong connection with you through your extraordinary taste in music although we've never met I feel a spiritual and intellectual bond you're more than just a voice in my speakers you're a voice in my head and heart You can get stuffed as well, mate. Sorry, folks, this is a very negative show so far. I'm supposed to be bringing the world together with this six continents thing. Apologies once again to the penguins. Let's try and keep this upbeat. Someone once told me I was terrible at taking compliments. I said, yes, you're right because I'm very good at taking criticism. Edith Blackmore gives Ragbag a generous three out of five stars. She says, patchy at best and utterly bewildering at the worst. I appreciate your feedback, Edith. I'm making no changes to the show whatsoever, mind you. Shout out to the conspiracy theorists. You know who you are. It turns out the best way to fuel the fire of a good crackpot theory is to deny that it's true. And it's not true. I'm not recording this podcast in prison because I'm not in prison. I could easily prove that too, but it amuses me that an increasing number of listeners believe I'm secretly incarcerated. So why spoil their fun? So what I'll do instead is repeat the denial. Let's see what evidence they come up with next. You know how this started, right? Someone detected an echo, some kind of reverb in the first episode that suggested that I was in a cell of some kind. Now it's got to the point where someone's found a press cutting with a picture of a white-collar fraudster, Jacques Blanc. He's Belgian and he's in jail in Belgium. I've never even been to Belgium personally, but credit where it's due. You've done your research and he does look remarkably like me I assume he doesn't sound like me though are you assuming Jacques Blanc speaks with an English accent I've done my research too folks English is Jacques Blanc's third language which he mainly picks up from watching American movies according to former colleagues in the business community when he uses the English language 
His voice bears a striking resemblance to Bruce Willis. My favourite piece of tenuous evidence comes from some genius posting under the name Sasquatch. Hello Sasquatch. Sasquatch reckons I'm definitely from mainland Europe because the Ragbag podcast has, a, and I quote, a distinct European influence. Oh yeah? Six continents, pal. change the subject. Daffy in Berlin has been in touch. He said, I found out one of the idiots who used to bully me at school died of a heart attack last year. I know you're not supposed to say things like this, but I was so pleased I chuckled all weekend. The anniversary will be August the 14th. I realise it's probably in bad taste, but I'll be partying hard that day. Perhaps you could spread the word among your Berlin-based listeners. If anyone fancies coming to help me dance on the scumbag's grave, please visit the official Facebook page. Bad taste it may be, Daffy, but harmless fun, I suppose. Enjoy your special day. Let's do South America now, yeah?
This edition is sponsored by the Crafty Brunch Cafe in Stockport. Good food, good vibes, good times. Their words, not mine. Now, this is slightly awkward. You may recall I made a few disparaging remarks about the Crafty Brunch in the last episode. I stand by what I said. However, what I'm pleased to advise is that they've offered a special service exclusive to Ragbag listeners. All you have to do is mention to your waiter that you listen to Ragbag and from that point you're guaranteed uh, special protection. Just to point out, and I can't stress this enough, say it to the waiter as soon as you arrive. Don't wait until after the meal. You're not guaranteed protection without it. Once that one formality is out of the way, you can crack on with those three winning components of the Crafty Brunch's unique business model. Good food, good vibes, and good times. I can't personally vouch for the vibes side of things from personal experience. Last time I was there, they were playing the Chipmunks Christmas album and my wallet got stolen. They made a half-decent sandwich. That's all I'm going to say. A big, big thank you to Reagan from Texas for yet another large shipment of delicious Loganberry jam. I honestly can't believe you've invested this much time and money. I mean, the financial cost alone. 
Unfortunately, I'm going to have to respectfully ask you to cease operations as of now. The trouble is you're producing and sending the jam at a much faster rate than I can eat it. And it's much too nice for me to even consider sharing with anyone else. Let's just quit while we're ahead. Otherwise you'll end up bankrupt or succumbing to some work-related injury and I'll end up with diabetes. This was fun while it lasted. As for the rest of you, I thought I made it clear in the last edition, please stop sending me your vile concoctions. I'm going to have to start throwing it away without sampling it first because I'm literally getting sick of your foul homemade jam, if indeed that's what it is. Some of these packages don't even contain a note. I don't know who sent this stuff or what they want from me. Stop doing it. I understand you're probably trying to pay me a compliment, but I think we've established I'm no good at accepting compliments. Get over it. Emmanuel has been in touch to say, do aliens walk amongst us? No, they don't. I hope that clears things up. I realise you sent me some links to some various conspiracy sites, but I, I didn't click on them, Emmanuel. Dave in Hong Kong says, Do cats really get stuck in trees? I've never actually seen this happen. They're remarkably good climbers. Olympic swimmers don't get stuck in the shallow end. Good point. No, seriously, good point. Dave, good point. Honestly, Dave, good point. Maybe I can make that into a catchphrase somehow. Good point. Dave, good point. No, not quite working, not quite working. Moving on. On a similar note, actually, Teresa tweeted to say, No word of a lie. I just saw a mountain goat driving a car on the M6. Are you sure it wasn't just a really hairy man with horns? That's possible. But I suppose it's possible to train a goat to drive as well. They have the agility. I give them a wide berth on the road though, yeah? Tinkerbell says, I'm a bit strapped for cash at the moment, so I'm doing a sponsored walk along the Norfolk coast this Friday. It's not for charity, I'll be keeping the money. Give what you can, please. Nice idea, Tinkerbell, count me in. Shout out to Smythe from Glasgow. Thanks for the pictures you sent. Sadly, I'm not qualified to diagnose anything. I suggest you ask your GP to refer you on to a skin specialist. I agree. The rash really does look to be the same shape as Italy. Very distinctive. From a distance, you could mistake it for an oddly colored tattoo. You'll miss it when it's gone.
just a sing song. Gather in a me yard at night and drink rum. We are coming at the morning, hustle for income. No farmer man at on hurry go bring come. Still me youths are free if you right just kingdom. No tribal youths at on hurry go bring come. No food man at on hurry go bring come. Come, kaka, kaka, come, kaka, come, come. Well, in the young multitude, where you lift the service, shoot, seek the shoot, and we nasty mute. Government him on a load and shoot Act like cracker in a safari suit How many fool all of them enslaved? How many country them don't I Them come and take them one of them They crush them by them one of them My bill and crop them and use us like slaves How many fool all of them enslaved? How many country them don't I Them come and take them one of them They crush them by them one of them Griff has been in touch to say, I admire your global approach to your music selection. Thank you, Griffy. Perhaps you could produce a special episode where you play a track from every continent on earth. I'm doing it now, Griff. It was all my own idea as well. There's no way you're taking credit for this. All right, pal. No way. No way, Griffy. From Asia to Africa now. By the way, 
If you're wondering who won the competition I set last time, I'm not telling you. You don't deserve to know. Book your ideas up, we'll see about next time. Yeah, I said it.
One time, I was at the dentist's having root canal work. I was trying to think of things to distract from the discomfort of having a professional poke around the back of my mouth, when I noticed through the corner of my eye someone had put a large bowling ball in the corner of the room. Was my dentist one of those bowling enthusiasts who takes her own special ball to the club with her? If that was the case, surely she'd be taking more care of it, not just dumping it in the corner of the room where she pulls people's teeth out all day. I felt awkward asking after the treatment was complete, so I never found out the answer. I was perfectly happy not knowing. But then, so many similar incidents began to occur. I was on a bus. I was the only passenger. For some reason, the entire luggage compartment was full right up to the ceiling with stacks of A4 printer paper. Surely they didn't belong to the driver. He couldn't just use that space to store his stuff. But how could a passenger accidentally leave it there? It must have taken more than one pair of hands to get it there in the first place. I got off the bus, failing to ask once again. It didn't seem an important enough question to distract the driver from his work. Over the course of the next week, a number of other items leapt out at me. There was a giant stuffed bunny looking innocent on top of a set of traffic lights. There was a fridge freezer on display in the window of a jeweler's shop. A car door at the top of a tree. In each of these cases, there may well have been a perfectly logical explanation. But I was growing to suspect that there was a vigilante out there, secretly rearranging the scenery, making some point about the randomness of our interconnected lives. A couple of weeks later, through the window of a different bus, I caught sight of a teenager with a bag of bananas. She was feeding them, one by one, into a red post box. And I thought, was all of this you? The bowling ball, the printer paper, the car door at the top of the tree. You must have had help. Maybe you're part of a movement of outsider artists. Or maybe you don't see yourself as artists. Her eyes met mine, and I smiled like I knew. The teenager just shrugged and continued feeding fruit through the slot.
right now. Dynamo has been in touch with a message back to his friend Sonny in Wolverhampton. He says, Streep, Stepford, Boogie, Parlance, Gorilla, Sunset, Dazzle, Placed, Cushioned, Mitford, Muddled Sky. Profound words, Dynamo. I mean, I still suspect I've unwittingly become involved in some kind of criminal activity with these coded messages of yours, but I'll, I'll take it at face value. Kim from Auckland has been in touch to try and reassure me in these matters. She says, don't accuse your listeners of passing coded criminal messages to one another when clearly it's harmless wordplay. What should concern you more is that half the songs you play are sung in languages you don't personally speak. Have you even bothered to check you're not broadcasting far-right propaganda? How do you know that's not my intention in the first place, Kim? It's not my intention, obviously, but unfortunately, I've just denied it, which is playing straight into the hands of the conspiracy nuts. I'm not a Nazi, okay? Denial made. Make sure to subscribe, spread the word, recommend to a friend, all of that stuff. It doesn't need to be on social media, you can just tell people about it, you know, in conversation, face to face. People actually listen to you when you talk to them in person. Don't just mention it on Facebook. People might mistake it for another one of your waste of space Groupon deals. This is better than that, isn't it? Much better than that. Shout out to Billy. Billy emailed to say, Don't need any advice on this matter, just wanted to share. I have a crippling fear that someone is going to steal my organs while I'm sleeping and sell them on the black market. I've got it so bad that I decided to have a message tattooed across my abdomen. It says, Dear organ thieves, you're wasting your energy. I have it on good authority that all my organs are uniquely misshapen them completely unsuitable for transplants. The message is accompanied by a range of illustrated diagrams, a banana-shaped heart, a sock-shaped kidney, a large intestine tied up to resemble a balloon animal. I realise it's an irrational fear, but I've slept a hell of a lot better since getting the tattoo. Nice one, man. An innovative solution. Perhaps the same strategy could be used for other phobias. Fear of spiders? 
Write the spider a threatening note. Spiders can't read, you might say. So what? Neither can imaginary organ thieves. It's a psychological exercise. I've had five or six people writing to me recently, asking for advice about overcoming arachnophobia. There's your answer. But hey, don't thank me. Thank Billy. Genius. Rachel in Portland says, My dog thinks he's a cat. Chasing mice around the garden and everything. Sometimes I swear I've heard him meowing. I'll let him get on with it, I say. Just be sure to give him the old uh, operation. Yeah, if you've not done that already. Imagine the confusion with all the neighbourhood cats. Doesn't bear thinking about. I have got you thinking about it though, haven't I? Sorry about that. Good luck. That's it. Six continents in under an hour. Impressed? You better be. Full track listings at frankburton.co.uk. Buy my book, A History of Sarcasm, from Amazon. It's very, very good. A bit like this show. Top quality all the way. And uh, philistinepress.com as well. Have a look at that. Or don't. Whatever. Suit yourself. Until next time, do whatever it is that you want to do. Whatever makes you think you're happy. Bye.